0: I want to begin by acknowledging the difficulty of this week. It is tremendously difficult to spend a week looking deeply at the violence done to Jesus' body. Especially during a time of so much violence and vulnerability in our own society, when we're surrounded by images of so much pain and so few images of love, we might be feeling especially tender in abiding with Jesus' pain today. There may be a part of us that wants to turn away, that needs to turn away sometimes, from this wounded world, or from the intensity of the cross. I want to assure us all that turning away is a natural response to witnessing violence. It is not a cause for guilt. Witnessing violence does something to us. It is wounding. Turning away is a self-protective response. The gospel has mercy for that part of us that needs to turn away. The gospel has mercy for Peter's tears. Yet the gospel asks us to stay with Jesus to follow Jesus on this painful path to the cross, to follow his disciples and family on their painful walk. If we follow them, we see the grief and despair of the disciples, We see maybe their sense of abandonment, even anger. Danger is not new to them. Jesus has escaped each time. Why not now? We see their terrible fear that their guide has been taken from them in the worst way and everything is falling apart. We see the women who stayed, his mother, his aunt, and Mary Magdalene, the apostle. We see their soul-wounding grief on witnessing his death. In the Gospel of Matthew, this is described as an earthquake Grief is like that. Losing a loved one is like an earthquake. Everything is sideways and the wrong colors and it stays that way for far too long. Stay a little longer and we see the soldiers and executioners caught up in the forces of death they themselves would have been slaves. Their lives have been given over to the machinery of violence, taking the trauma of violence deep into their souls. We see the two men crucified with Jesus, and we see Pilate's enjoyment of his power his manipulation of the Jewish leadership, and his avoidance of responsibility. There is an element of Jesus' death which is an utterly ordinary and familiar tragedy. Every day, people die unjustly. Every day, people are denied services unjustly incarcerated unjustly, abused unjustly. Every day the damage done to our planet's ecosystems, vulnerable species, and subsistence communities intensifies. Every day we encounter people on the sidewalk and subway in need of help. And if you are anything like me, I admit I do not always respond. When we look at the cross, if we choose to, we can see all the daily crucifixions of our beautiful and broken world. As Jesus said, truly I tell you, just as you did it for one of the least of these who are members of my family, Truly, you did it for me. In his life, Jesus asks again and again to stay with people in need, to see them, to not let the logic of progress blind us to the daily crucifixions near and far. In his death, this call intensifies. Can we see him? Can we see the cross? For the cross is wounding. With Jesus, we are broken open to the suffering of all of life, to the suffering we have created, the suffering inflicted on our behalf, and the sufferings we have done little to prevent. The cross asks us to acknowledge this suffering and allow the tears of repentance to flow, to humbly repent for the harm we have caused and the works of mercy we have failed to do, and to aspire to love and serve more fully and to allow Jesus' grace and forgiveness to fully permeate our hearts. For Jesus forgives with each step to the cross. Jesus has already forgiven Peter when he told him, I know you will deny me. Jesus has already forgiven Judas. Jesus has already forgiven Pilate and the soldiers and the Jewish leadership. He has already forgiven each one of us our failings. Jesus' walk to the cross is a walk of forgiveness. The cross is the great mystery of the Christian faith. The first 300 years of Christian history were an attempt to explain why a murdered man is venerated, because it makes no sense. When we visualize a great teacher, healer, and leader, we visualize a person in beautiful robes, respected, venerated, we don't visualize a person who received a painful death as an enemy of the state. We don't visualize a corpse. But Jesus chose this not power or adoration, but total humility. Jesus did not choose to retain the venerable position of a teacher, nor did he accept the crown of a king. He chose to walk into humanity's greatest suffering and accept it onto his own body. That is why St. Paul wrote, the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. Jesus' humiliation on the cross demonstrates that the power of God is in humility. It is in love, nonviolence, forgiveness, compassion against the great power of the Roman state and the great power of wealth and the everyday powers and principalities that pull us again and again towards arrogance and selfishness. Humility is the way of the cross. On the cross, Jesus is present in every condition of humanity. On the cross, he expresses, I am the forsaken one. I am the abandoned one. I am that propensity to violence in every human heart. And I am its resolution. I am the grain of wheat and I am the new harvest. I am the seed, broken open to give birth to the flower. I am present in death and in every condition of life." On the cross, Jesus is in solidarity with every form of suffering. He invites us to join him to bring tenderness and mercy to suffering wherever we meet it. This begins with our own suffering, meeting our own suffering with compassion, bringing mercy to the things we just can't get right, bringing tenderness to the struggles and regrets and awkwardness of our lives, bringing compassion to our loved ones, and the people we meet at work, at school, on the sidewalk and subway. They are carrying stories and wounds of which we know little. The purity of our love is shown not in the prayers we say, or the books we read, but in how we treat one another especially those whom society tells us it's okay to ignore. With Jesus, we are called to solidarity with the people and places being crucified in this world. With the incarcerated, the dispossessed, the migrant, those subjected to fear, with all marginalized people and places. We cannot let our spirituality turn inward as a self-improvement project, but must use it as a fuel for greater acts of service, even when it's humbling and even when it's hard. Our compassion must also extend backward to the Jewish leadership involved in Jesus' death while Pilate sought to avoid responsibility and pass it back to them, we cannot do the same. The text of the Gospel of John has historically fostered Christian anti-Semitism and oppression of all non-Christian religions. But we must take responsibility for our relationship with this text. We must let Christ's passion lead only to light and never to darkness. The cross is that great tragedy of humanity, our propensity to violence. It also shows us the way beyond violence, the way of selfless love and compassion. With Christ, we are called to forgive everybody everything to serve with love up to and beyond our human capacity, to be seeds broken open to give birth to flowers. Today, may we follow Christ and meet all suffering with mercy. Amen.